0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Pullbox Podcast the International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pullbox Podcast. This is episode 61, and we are going to be talking about Power Rangers. And I'm your host, Curtis Finley. I'm your other host, Michael Cohen. So, Mike, I know that you are... A power Rangers fan. Yes. You grew up with Power Rangers?
1: Yes. Now I I'm have... like a Dyed in the Wool Power Rangers fan. It's like the 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 power Courses through my veins. Uh, <laughs> I love Power Rangers.
0: It's so interesting because I am maybe I think three years older than yeah, you, and you I it. just missed it.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny because um, on the flip side of that, I'll bet you anything—you're a huge Transformers fan, not yeah. huge, but like mm-hmm. you watch Transformers, Thundercats, GI Joe, yes, right? And He-Man.
0: and Yeah. So
1: He-Man was definitely bled over into my age group. Well, it, it, that three-year difference. But I was much more of a Shira fan than I was He-Man. Oh, okay. Because Shira was Came the after, newer yeah. thing um, and was on more often. Yeah. And I don't. I, I just like Shira more. Well, they um, were pretty much exactly He-Man with so. the thing is you can watch He-Man and it's just He-Man and his buddies, or you could watch Shira and most of the time He-Man and his buddies would show <laughs> up anyways. But uh, anyways, we're getting on a tangent already. Um, but that Transformers. Uh, G.I. Joe and Thundercats were all just before me, so like, Interesting. I, yeah, I didn't get into those, and I still, I've never watched Thundercats. Um, well,
0: you don't need to; it's no. a terrible, terrible show. I love it purely because of the nostalgia. There was a,
1: there was a re, like a reboot of yeah. Thunderquack, Thunder, Quacks. Thundercats. Thundercats. You, you did that in a previous also, episode. I you did, almost yeah. said Thunderquack, Thundercats, and um, I, I a few years ago. Yeah, uh, I think in like 2012. Yeah, I want to say and like that. that show was awesome. Yeah. Um if you like the the Voltron reboot well, that's was, on Netflix, the ThunderCats reboot was so because it
0: was serious and yeah. it was made by people who loved the
1: original. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so like I missed I missed that stuff on on the flip side of that yeah. because it's so funny how like just that couple of years because because we don't have access to
0: things like Netflix or DVDs yeah. or anything like that so you, you when it's gone it's gone.
1: I'll bet you like you know who the Power Rangers are. Maybe you know who the Beetleborgs are. Oh,
0: I know who they are. Okay, yeah, I never watched a single episode. But you never of that. watched it. What about the VR Troopers? Again, I know who they were. Okay. Like, so
1: I, you know, okay. I, what about superhuman samurai cyber squad? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I do. I have again. I never watched any of those. Yeah. I, I was Super aware Samurai Cyber
1: Squad no, might be my favorite out of the whole. Bunch. I
0: continued watching cartoons until yeah. present day. So I was fully watching the shows that were on yeah. Fox Kids at the time the Power Rangers was, and all like of those other Godzilla, shows were the and, and, animated series. Yeah, and, and like Eek the Tick the cat and, and, and yeah. all of those, yeah. right? And, and but uh, but I never got into Power Rangers. Yeah, and I think it's just that. Um, and I never got into Pokemon either. It was, yeah. again, just a couple years yeah. after I was out of that age well, bracket. You know,
1: I mean, like, I was probably a little bit too old to be as into Pokemon as I was at the time. Because I was probably about 12. I, I guess not. Maybe not. But uh, but my, yeah. bro-
0: my little brother is a couple years younger than I am. Yeah. And he was into Power Rangers. Yeah. He got right into it. So, like, he was, I don't know, when did Power Rangers start? Was that 93? yeah so i believe
1: power rangers started in 93 um and it's funny because it feels like there are so many episodes but and there are but um it's very compressed like in in the few years um so so power rangers comes out in and i i think it's 93 maybe it's 92 um
0: I'm gonna Google that while you talk. Yeah,
1: and and within a couple of years, Power Rangers has become like this massive phenomenon. Um, the first season happens, and sort of the the most exciting part of the first season is the the Green Ranger saga. And I can remember vividly, and like that would have been, uh, I want to say, third grade. So that should be '93, um, but it might have been fourth grade. I. I, I I remember vividly like when that was happening because it was sort of like a week by week basis um, or actually I think that they played them all over the course of a week like every every afternoon and you had to tune in for every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Because we just we, you had to know like what was going to happen with this green ranger and by the end of it he ends, he ends up joining forces with the Power Rangers um, and, oh, yeah, and 90, turning sides which 1993 is, is 1993 it is. 1993 which is where this book picks up right as if nothing else happened afterwards. Because afterwards, I, uh, they they sort of they, they get to the point in Power Rangers where um the Green Ranger joins them. He he flips sides. He was a bad guy controlled by Rita. And then he he breaks her spell, joins the Power Rangers, and it turns out that his Dragon Zord can combine with the other Zords and become the Dragon Megazord and blah blah blah. All this awesome stuff cool. that was the coolest thing ever to <laughs> To uh, an eight-year-old like myself. Um, That is speaking both past tense and present tense, because I'm still an eight-year-old when it comes to certain things. (laughs) Um, uh, But it would then go on like sort of throughout the rest of that year, and then when they came back after the summer, they actually... um, Because the Power Rangers shows took Japanese footage from a show called Super Sentai, and... And I uh, chopped up the, the bits with them in the gear and the, with the Zords and everything. And then... When their faces were covered. Yeah, when their faces are covered. And then they shot their own um, teenagers hanging out at the juice bar. Uh, yeah. Sort of in between. And, and had access to some of the, the villain costumes. So sometimes the villains would show up, right? And they, they would fight the putties. And yeah. I can remember like the, the pig monster shows up in the juice bar and eats all of the food. Um, <laughs> but it's so in order to sort of like marry the two sets of footage, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it was always weird as a kid because you would watch it and like it would be modern, you know. I mean it was a kid's show, so it wasn't exactly shot well. But you you would look at it and be you like, could still this is modern quality. quality. Yeah, and then it would flip – to the Japanese stuff Which was from a few years prior And you'd be like it's all grainy And weird looking I don't know why these shots All look grainy and right. weird looking And you're a kid so you don't have like the vocabulary To really express that you're just like It's really weird how it looks different In those two parts um, And and so they, like, they would move on to like basically Do the second season Power Rangers, Super Sentai in Japan Each season is a whole new Story so they'll like they'll do time jumps. Sometimes they'll do a story that takes place in the past. Um, sometimes it'll be in the future, like in space or on another planet or yeah. something. Um, and each season is a different thing with different Zords, different robots, um, different different outfits, all that sort of thing. But when they did it, did season two uh, of Power Rangers Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they basically took all of the the i. Uh, uh, power ranger footage like with them in the spandex and they threw it out they just kept the zord stuff from season two and they shot their own power ranger stuff so they
0: all got new zords yeah
1: so that in season two they would all get new zords and then tommy becomes the white ranger instead of the green ranger through a whole series of different things and it's like this whole crazy and then the movie came out and then the movie comes out and that all happens in this compressed like 1993 to nineteen ninety four, because I remember, like, I moved to 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 the Okanagan in ninety five, and all of this had happened. So, like, in basically two was, years, yeah. it
0: went from it, yeah, nothing it, to incredibly huge. Yeah, to
1: having its own movie and everything. Wow. Um,
0: and then like some of the actors left. I think right.
1: Yeah some some of the actors left because I the Saban the the company that made the show, um, they were basically. I uh, they were basically screwing their actors. So that's the only <laughs> yeah. real way to say it, right? Like they were taking advantage of these kids who uh were just happy to have an opportunity. Kids. They're like adults. <laughs> well, they and but they were young. Like they were in their 20s, so I still consider that kids uh by today's standards, I guess. Um but yeah, they took advantage of them and were basically paying them like an hourly wage. I uh, to be on one of the most popular television shows, right? On on TV at the time, and and so three of the stars of the show, the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger, uh, they said, "Enough is enough. You pay us, or we're walking." And uh and Saban said, "See you later. Yeah, uh, we'll find three people to replace you, and they did." And uh, and so yeah, like they, there's actually a lot of like drama and turmoil behind huh. the scenes. Um, Power Rangers, is, when you start to get into it, and you get into sort of like the fandom, it's its own community. They have their own um, they have their own con. It's called uh, Morphicon. Oh wow. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, is a Power Rangers convention, and uh, like there's a whole culture built around Power Rangers. Um, and they're still
0: making episodes, right? Yes, it's every season
1: they still they come
0: back and they do the same thing—the thing that they do in yeah, Japan, so where it's a different cast and a different after, story.
1: After uh, I, I want to say after Power Rangers Light Speed Rescue, no, Re- Light Speed Rescue might have been the first one that that made the change. Um, I think maybe Power Rangers Zio was the last time that it was part of the connected storyline. Um, well, I know, didn't Power Rangers Turbo have a movie as well? Power Rangers Turbo did have a movie and it was still the original, some of the original characters because, um, actually Jason comes back in that. Yeah. Um,
0: I but remember, he's not yeah. a Power
1: Ranger in it. He's, he doesn't have any powers. He's just in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, and Kimberly is in it. Like Kimberly and Jason are in it. It's, it was a big deal at the time. Um, but yeah, like, I uh, eventually oh, they, they were
0: not paid their hourly. No, I think they were paid coming back. back. <laughs> um,
1: yeah eventually they started doing eventually uh, so what what happened was fox kids disappeared yeah and when fox kids disappeared i think that abc actually uh picked it up and and they ran it for a couple of seasons on their abc saturday morning block right and then eventually moved it to to another station maybe like disney xd or something like that um Sort of got moved around to a Disney channel, all sorts of things. Because Disney had bought the rights to it for a while. And then Disney let go of the rights and Saban got the rights back. And and so, like, it, it's gone through a few different changes in the meantime. So, who owns it but currently? Saban owns it currently. Um, and where is it shown? What channel? Uh, I think, actually, it might be on Disney XD. Um, that's a really good question. I don't know, but uh, I basically, like so we're kind of going through all the Power Rangers history and not really talking about the book. The important thing to know about this book, if you haven't actually read it and you are a Power Rangers fan, is that it throws out everything after Tommy becomes part of the Power Rangers. Does it
0: actually throw it out or does it just expand on... I think it will. Um,
1: I, I think that's the intent because, because soon after that is when, uh, Jason Trini and Zach leave. And, and I don't think that they'll do that in this book. I think that they'll, they'll maintain the original team, um, because the nostalgic fans, that's what they want to see. Right. So this will be about these power Rangers. And I don't think that any of the stuff that happens to those power Rangers is going to happen.
0: Oh, it's on, it's on uh, Nickelodeon.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah i I from my perspective, it seems like they throw it out because they go in a very different direction, and it seems like stuff that they go into here sort of overwrites things that happen in power Rangers, so because right. um, this is obviously a much more dramatic, much more mature version. So Definitely. we've talked about other other books that have sort of like brought back things. I, I, did we ever do Darkwing Duck? No, we didn't. No, okay. I think we, we talked about doing it at one time or another. We should. But um, yeah, so there there have been a lot of comics in recent years that have done this where they do these like soft reboots. Where they come back and in comic book form pick up a story. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer famously did that. Smallville, I think, did that too. Yeah, and with a lot of them, they maintain the tone of the source material. And sometimes that's what you want, and sometimes you want it to be something else. When Darkwing Duck came back, I was a little disappointed in it because I was hoping that they would do it a little bit more for the Darkwing Duck fans that grew up um, as opposed to trying to bring in new young Darkwing Duck fans. And I think that ultimately that's why that book kind of didn't really hit a huge audience because I think a lot of the older fans started picking it up because they wanted more Darkwing Duck. And then they were like, Oh wait, I've grown up. I'm not really that interested in these stories. Um, Although like, I mean, I still think that Darkwing Duck was great and we will read it at some point. I have every version of it. It's like Crimson. Like I have the issues. I have the, uh, the first trade that they did, which was boom, I think actually, right. Um... Uh, Or does boom have it now? I don't remember it's what it, no, it, no, no it was Boom it was yeah, Boom and now, and now a it's... small
0: publisher called Joe Books yes does, does so, it. and then I have the Joe Books one as well Okay.
1: Um, because I love Darkwing Duck and if they produce something Darkwing Duck I'll pay money for it so that they keep making Darkwing well, Duck well and I have
0: that with Bone I have the single yeah. issues I have yeah. the, the black and white original graphic yeah. novels the scholastic color ones the one in all volume like the all in one yeah. book and the hard covers that are three books in one like yeah. I have so many
1: yeah. versions of Bone um But, uh, unlike Darkwing Duck, which continued the tone from the cartoon show, which I was a little bit kind of like, eh, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 1 by Boom, picks up in the middle of that story, but does not maintain that tone. Not at all. Well, and they bring it
0: it up to date, too. They have cell phones that text and all that kind of stuff. So we're not in the 90s in this this story at all. Yeah, so
1: it is, it's a a bit of a sideways reboot. Um modernizing some stuff and yeah. changing some characters up a little bit and and changing up a, a couple of the dynamics but i think but keeping uh, to great effect
0: yeah and keeping the um this the the tone yeah. of it still keeps the tone of the book there's still a little bit of humor yeah. um very little bit but there's still yeah. some of that in there but then the characters are still familiar yeah. i mean i and i mentioned that my brother watched it so i have seen enough episodes of power rangers yeah. to know what these characters are supposed to be like um, I couldn't tell you like the history of, or anything like sure. that, but I, um, I going into it, I wasn't going into it blind. So. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I mean, I would liken this the most to uh, the IDW Ninja Turtles, which sort of takes everything that you know about Ninja Turtles, wraps it all into one, and yeah. then puts it in this very adult package. Yeah. Um, this this version of Power Rangers does the same thing. It sort of takes the whole history of the Power Rangers. <laughs> For hardcore fans, and then updates it and and brings it to a much more mature level. So they're Wait. still teenagers. They're still uh, they they're in their original outfits. Although I think that they've been slightly um, just the way that the artist draws them. I think is is slightly um, more. No, I guess not. I guess that they're about the same, aren't they? Um, I think it's maybe it was it was some of the covers that sort of showed them with some some extra little bits and stuff but um i yeah it like, looks the same
0: the zords look exactly yeah the those same. zords are the
1: same like it's all sort of like they don't bother to change any of the stuff that makes nope. it iconic they just change the stuff that, we'll that let the new needed to be do that yeah <laughs> uh which we well, you know we'll see how that plays um i'm excited for that movie but i but i don't know i don't know it's a little <laughs> bit that, that megazord looks a little iffy to me but um yeah, it, the story focuses around the Green Ranger and sort of his um, rough entry into an established team. Yeah, which I which I really liked because it, it it added this this very real world um, aspect to the story that's not there in the original. Because in the show, it's like he turns from being a bad guy who's trying to kill them. Just suddenly, with yeah, everybody. and then suddenly <laughs> they're like, Yeah, now you're one of us, we're all friends, let's go to the juice bar oh, high freeze five. frame ending, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like never brought up again, I uh, and everybody's just happy go lucky about it. But in this, there's a lot more angst, right? They, uh, they grasp, uh, they um, they struggle with trust
0: issues, yeah. And- Zach
1: doesn't trust him and is like, You know, how do we know? We don't know anything about this guy, yep. he's not from here. Um, he's not part of our team. He doesn't work in the team. Yeah. So there, there are issues of like, uh, Jason's the leader. He's the red Ranger. He calls the shots, but Tommy doesn't necessarily listen, which it, it's so funny because it, it, it brought me back to the schoolyard in the fourth grade when I was playing as a power Ranger with my friends. And I, I had friends who, like, they would all argue about who got to be the Green Ranger, and I would just be like, I'm the Red Ranger, because he's actually the leader. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, the Dragon Dragonzord is cool and everything, and the Green Ranger's special because he's got his gold shield yeah, thing yeah. that he wears. Shoulder pads. Yeah, but the Red Ranger is Tyrannosaurus, and he's the leader of the team. So, you know, like, knock it off already. Um, and he gets a Dragon Dragonzord in Season 2 anyways. Uh, uh, and then a flying one. A right flying here, one, and true. then and then uh, uh, Tommy becomes the White Ranger, and he gets the Tiger Zord, which is probably the coolest Zord of all time because the Tiger Zord evol- evolves, it it morphs into uh, its own standalone Megazord, right? Without anybody else attached to it, and then the other Zords can attach to him. Or he can like, like move apart and then like attach to all of the Zords with the <laughs> Megazord. So like the Whoa. the the yeah the White Tiger Zord is the best one uh, of all time. But uh, I Jason's still the best Power Ranger, um, and I'll argue with anybody about that until the day that I die. But uh, <laughs> I, I I like it because they take what's what's important about the Power Rangers and and sort of the dynamic of it and the very nineties. I uh, sort of the way that the team is broken down, which like they don't do that anymore, and I hate it. I hate because if you go back to the nineties, the the eighties and the nineties, um, the teams were all really clear, right? You you get the Ninja Turtles. You've got it's in the theme song. Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. Michelangelo is a party dude. Uh, Raphael is. Cool but rude. Like, like all, like there. I did that out of order and I'm ashamed of myself. Come on. (laughs) I'm ashamed. But I. But the archetypes, it's, it's they're, they're archetypes. They're archetypes, and it's clearly laid out what their roles are. Yeah. And then you get into um, uh, Power Rangers. It's the same thing, right? I, I, although you've got two girls, and they're basically the same person. But No, uh, one's into gymnastics. One is into gymnastics. And that the other one work. is Asian. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Jason's the leader. Zach is into hip-hop and dance because he's black. Of course. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I, Billy is the science geek because you have to have a science geek. And one of the things that I love about this book is that they get into that. Because, look, without, without Egon, without Donatello, without Billy, these teams would all have lost a long time ago. Like, pick any of those 90s, uh, like, super teams and if you remove the guy that is the science whiz, like the real genius on the team, and you like you go back and you watch these cartoon shows, if Donatello wasn't in the original Ninja Turtles, if it was just the three of them, and they've done stories about it, if he wasn't there, they would lose. Yeah. Because Donatello's the one who goes like, well, we can reverse the Krang's thing by... Doing the polarity, blah Reversing blah. Reversing blah. the polarity. Yeah, yeah, that's Egon's thing. He that's that all. <laughs> yeah, Egon always reverses the polarity. But without these characters, uh, you lose every time. And that that. Well, happens I don't know. There's
0: book. no. Um, there's no chief mechanic in My Little Ponies group, and they win every time.
1: But don't they use like friendship in order to that's win? That's true. Friendship yeah. and magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are experts different. in friendship and magic on yeah. that team. Yeah. So
0: um, But yeah. It's, but yeah, they grasp. He has a, a little um self-doubt kind of moment yeah. that he's not not actually contributing to the group because yeah. he's the nerd he's not the the fighter the hip-hop yeah. uh yeah, or the martial arts guy like yeah, like everyone so else i thought
1: i thought that was really cool that that you know even though the this story this first volume is very much about the green ranger um every character gets a moment to shine
0: yeah i also liked that in that same conversation yeah trini also expresses that she has some knowledge in this mechanic stuff which she does not in, yeah. in the show yeah as far as i know she has a kind of a nothing personality in the show so yeah. they're they're yeah. trying to build that
1: up for her yeah as and well. she relates to him because very much in the in the sense that like nobody ever wanted to be the blue ranger nobody wanted to be their yellow ranger because like <laughs> hers wasn't even a dinosaur And, like, at least with Mastodon, like, Mastodons are pretty. I mean, Sabre 2 Tiger. Sabre 2 Tiger. But nobody ever wanted to be the Yellow Ranger. So. I uh, they kind of like they kind of made these little nods to it by having her say like I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, like I'm not the leader. I'm not Kimberly. I'm not Zach. I'm not the Green Ranger. But, you know, like we're important parts of the team, too. Yeah, you can't make the Megazord without all five Zords. Right. So you have a stumpy uh, leg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> without those two Zords, it'd be a much shorter Megazord. Um, yeah. So so, yeah, like it it it. it, it took the ideas of Power Rangers and sort of made them into a real story, which I think is what Power Ranger fans have always wanted. Mm-hmm. Every time Power Rangers gets rebooted, that's what Power Rangers fans want. Um, and with the movie coming out in March, um, again, that's what Power Ranger fans want. It looks like that's what we're going to get. I should hope so. I mean, that's um, it's, it, this movie...
0: I'm assuming it's done by the same people, except they're coming at it from a different way. Yeah, it's franchise... being produced by
1: Lionsgate, which is a, actually a Vancouver-based company. Okay. Um, yeah, and it was filmed here. Uh, and, yeah, it does look like it is a much more serious take on it. It is not for the kid audience. It's for the people who grew up. It's for the people who, grew up, the
0: people who grew up. Yeah. 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 Uh. Um, I, what I really liked in this, in this story is the whole narrative of, um, of Rita... Yeah, um inside Tommy's mind <clears throat> talking being his little shoulder devil or his, yeah. um like just speaking bad bad thoughts to to yeah. discourage him and stuff like that. That's something that the show would never do because it's just too mature of a yeah. of a of a concept Yeah, to, too complex. Um but um, it works really well here. Yeah. And um and uh, I guess a spoiler for this is that um toward the end of this volume he figures out that he can he doesn't need to listen to that anymore and kind of yeah. wipes her away. But is is Rita really just a figment of his own conscience in this book, or yeah. is she actually does she actually have that power to get into his head? Yeah, it's
1: it's it's always tough in an instance like this, right? Because there's magic involved, and yeah. if there's magic involved, then eh, who knows what's going on, right? But, yeah, is she just yeah.
0: disappearing right now so that he can get some fake confidence, and yeah. then she'll come back and destroy everything that he that he yeah. knew in, in the next volume or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, uh, or also that, um, the one villain, I can't remember her name. The other Scorpina. Yeah. Um, yeah. the, um, she attacks Tommy in his house yeah and his mom's there or something yeah. like that, which I don't think we ever see the parents in the no, show. Never. So that's something new. The yeah. fact that she's bringing it to a personal family level is something yeah. that we've never seen in Power yeah. Rangers before either so um they're really they're really uh amping it up
1: yeah yeah um yeah the one the one drawback to this book is that uh it it ends this first volume ends on a bit of a cliffhanger um try and find the end of the book because then they it does have like the little the little bulk and skull comic at the end which i enjoyed but yeah it was uh, humorous um yeah it sort of i Rita has been working towards opening some portal, and opening that portal, this this new bad guy comes out, and this is why I say that they're wiping out everything else because this dude is not anything that I'm familiar with, unless he's supposed to be a new version of Lord Zed, but he doesn't have a Z on the end of his little spire. So, um, and the, some of the monsters that are that are in this are not monsters from. The show, right? Um, the the shark monsters that they fight and the bull monster that they fight are not. They they're they look more like the kaiju from Pacific Rim, uh, yeah. Which is a movie that I don't think would have been as popular as it was without Power Rangers, which is a funny <laughs> thing because Pacific Rim shares a lot of DNA with Power yeah. Rangers. Um, but yeah, and the new Power Rangers movie I don't think would be happening without Pacific Rim. It's like a John Carter Star Wars thing, yeah. Right. With that, um, with the fighting giant fighting robots. Um, but yeah, it, it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger cause this new bad guy sort of emerges, um, cause they've been using the chaos energy from the green Rangers, uh, uh, power coin, which is like, that's, it's cool. Cause like that is actually from the show. Is it right? Yeah. The, the green Rangers power coin was powered by chaos because it was created by Rita um, whereas the other Rangers coins, like they all sort of have in the book, I thought a different...
0: it said that it wasn't created by Rita, but no, she just used its power. She used it.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. It's been so long, obviously, since I've watched Power Rangers, but uh, but yeah, you might be right. No, she just uses it, but um, but she uses her power, and it's chaos is, yeah. is what right. is what powers it and whatnot. Um, but it's cool because it actually alludes to a storyline in. The second season of Power Rangers in which Tommy's green Ranger powers, because they came from Rita, start to fade. And so they transfer, like they have to do like this weird thing with him and that's how he becomes the White Ranger. Okay. Because none of the other Power Rangers change their colors. They stay the red blue yellow pink and black rangers um
0: and it's supposed to the white symbolizes like a rebirth or something yeah
1: and so he kind and when he comes back he's the he's the the tiger white yeah. white tiger ranger um yeah it is so it, it kind of like it's it's almost like it's setting that up because eventually they will do the white tiger stuff um because they have to because that's what everybody will want to see <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I mean like it's a great start for the series. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. The artist in
0: this is really good too. Yeah.
1: The art is fantastic. Like this, is, this is one thing I wanted to talk about. we we talked about Marvel, um, and, and Dark Horse, uh, when we were talking about Star Wars in the last episode with Star Wars Infinities. And I find that like Marvel and DC and Dark Horse, because they're such big companies and even image to a certain degree now, um, they'll sometimes, because they they have a lot of work for hire, yeah. That you get, you know, you'll get four issues in a story that are drawn by one artist and the last issue is drawn by somebody else because that artist couldn't keep up. And it ends yeah. up being like a cut rate, you know, um, uh, half as talented. The guy artists. who can do it fast
0: and cheap. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and so you're very disappointed by the end of it. Companies like Boom, because they're smaller studios um, and, and they're much more... Um, they're not like boom is not creator driven. It's very much licensed stuff. Same with IDW. Uh,
0: most of it. I mean, like lumberjanes they, we talked oh, about. Oh yeah. They, they absolutely to, do yeah. their
1: creator own stuff, but that, I, I don't think that's what drives their revenue. No, right? definitely. Power almost. Rangers is making more money than lumberjanes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Ninja Turtles is making more money than anything else that IDW does. I guarantee it. Um, but I, because they're, they're more focused on sort of these key titles. I feel like they put they put their best talent on them, and and so you get a book that is a dedicated book from that artist, and that's what happens with Power Rangers, which yeah. could have been a you know sort of a, a, you know pump it out. Uh, Dynamite does that. Dynamite's kind of the opposite, where Dynamite will get a license and then they'll just put whoever on it so that they can put a comic out and make three dollars. Um, <laughs> and 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 but boom and idw and a few other small studios um i i mean like we talk about for a a lot but that's very creator driven yeah um but because they're smaller press studios like they 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 can focus on making sure that the quality is where it needs to be for something like this yeah and uh and and i don't think that this would play as well if the art wasn't there and the art is there it's very cinematic yeah it's really tight it's really readable um it's not confusing at any point in time the characters actually look different like
0: the faces yeah like yeah so i mentioned in the last episode about yeah. star wars how i um i get pulled out yeah when those faces look just awful like some of those faces because yeah. they are they're trying so hard to make them look like the actors this one they don't even try this artist no I'll give they're him just credit. archetypical his name is hendry frasetia yeah um, and the story is written by Kyle Higgins. But Henry, Henry um, he just draws, he just has has drawn these people in his own style. Yeah. He hasn't tried to make yeah. Kimberly look like Kimberly, which, which is fine. No,
1: he uses, I mean, obviously you get to cheat a little bit with Power Rangers because they wear their colors. Yes. Um, and... Tommy has a very distinct look with the long hair. Right. But but the characters themselves had very distinct looks as well in in the original series. Like they were they were a diverse group. Yeah. Granted three of them were white, but like well four when you added the Green Ranger in. But but within themselves they were very diverse looking, yeah. right? Like um and, and and that I think lends itself to this. Yep. Um, yeah, I I think that it's it's interesting because you look at stuff like turtles, you look at Power Rangers, you look at Ghostbusters, which have all been brought forward um, through comics, and uh, they're very. I mean, Ghostbusters obviously originally starts as the movie, but there is the cartoon show, and there were comic books originally, and yeah, all that sort of thing. Um, and and they they because those cartoons uh, even though power rangers is live action but it was a live action cartoon show so i'll refer to it as a cartoon <laughs> yeah um because those cartoons had such clearly defined characters when you then mature the story everything translates better because those characters are clearly defined so when yeah. they're clearly defined You can go, okay, the characters are clearly defined. Now let's
0: play with them. Yeah, but
1: now let's turn that on its head. So Billy, as we talked about, is clearly defined. He's the brains of the Power Rangers. He's the one who comes up with all the gear. He's always the one who figures out the weakness of the bad guy. But what if Billy was self-doubting because he's the triceratops and he's the blue ranger and nobody wants to be the blue ranger and he's not a good fighter like zach or, or jason or tommy and he's not one of the pretty girls like like Kimberly and Trini, so like, who is he? He's the nerd with glasses, right? Yeah. So you can you can take that and you can develop that character even further. And you get um, that was with
0: Zach in this as well because yeah. he's kind of the guy that would just rush into action and stuff yeah. like that. So without thinking, a little bit hot headed. So yeah. that plays out here when he's the guy that yeah. doesn't trust and like he gets kind of angry and upset yeah. about that.
1: Um, yeah, and and it 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 really like it helps to develop those characters because they're already established yep. in our minds, right? And they're so clear-cut established. So you can yeah. you can play with that. You can subvert it or you can play to those strengths. And they do, like Jason, they absolutely play to the fact that he's the leader. And, and instead of just saying that he's the leader, which is what happened a lot of the time in Ninja Turtles with Leonardo, um, it was that Leonardo leads. He didn't necessarily do anything as the leader other than <laughs> say turtle power uh turtles fight with honor yeah i uh, stuff like that but um but we just knew that he was the leader because we were told that he was the leader in this instance like jason is actually the one like calling the shots and saying like okay this is what we're going to do here's our strategy you do and this.
0: reprimands tommy for not following yeah. orders yeah
1: yeah um and they're much more of a unit like they're much yeah. more there's almost like a uh for for jason he's almost militaristic in it yeah right um yeah it's we can we could talk circles around it over and over. I'll just say, like sort of wrap it up. This book is great. It establishes a really great world for the Power Rangers. I hope that they can continue it. I'll I will be picking up volume two when it comes out if it hasn't already. Yeah. Um, because I'm very, very interested. Yeah, to only, see how it how it continues.
0: The only downside is that I feel like it's not that accessible to people who have never seen Power Rangers yes. before. Because so it comes in the middle of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you say, these these already established archetypes yeah. are are there. And so they start playing with them, but then people who aren't familiar with these characters um, get thrown into these yeah. archetypes already being messed up. Yeah. Kind of that, that kind of thing. So uh, it's really, it really is just for Power Rangers fans.
1: Yeah, it is definitely a Power Ranger fan book. Uh, uh, through I run through.
0: Um, so the back half or the last like quarter of this book is all of the different, um, various covers that, uh, <laughs> they came out cause yes. like each issue had a million covers, I think to bump up their sales. Because uh, people would then, I remember when they, they first announced this issue zero and each one had the different Power Ranger holding their helmet. Yeah. Like, people were paying stupid money for these these issues. Yeah. It was really yeah. st- Which is crazy. funny because,
1: cause, yeah, because uh, people wanted to put them up on their wall because yeah. it's really great well, artwork. It is. It looks great. Um, so One were... of the things that I love about it is each of those helmets. If you look, the the Zord is reflected in the visor. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The subtlety on the art is really great.
0: And like all of the hands are in different positions, yeah. and you can see yeah. their weapons on their side, their sidearms, and um, and then there's a Paul Pope drawing in here, yeah, which is really cool. And um, and Dustin Goyen, who did a little watercolor thing, it looks really cool. Um, and also um, David Rubin. Does some artwork in here, too. So David Rubin and Paul Pope are the creators of the Battling Boy uh, series that we've talked about before. So it's neat to see their artwork in there, too. Uh, Yeah, some really great people who obviously love uh, the series because they they put so much work into these covers. it's so
1: funny because something is stupid. and, And I say that with all respect and love and admiration for Power Rangers. But something as stupid as the Power Rangers Yeah has actually had a a really big influence on a lot of different artists right and And yeah like i said pacific rim i don't think happens without power rangers being as popular um as it was it's
0: a book like this that legitimizes people doing their deviant art fan pictures of power rangers yeah for sure
1: (laughs) for sure cool well uh that's power rangers i think we've we've talked holy cow quite a bit about it alive. yeah this, i think this episode
0: was um, longer than the star wars
1: point. yeah i i well, that's, i never get to talk about power rangers that's why um but yeah i so we really enjoyed it highly recommend it if you didn't read it
0: oh and by the way this is our christmas episode Oh, okay. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> and happy holidays. Yeah, we're gonna be I... taking
0: a month off. Yeah. Um, so January you won't be getting any new episodes from us, but we'll be back in February with um a few new books. Um the first week back we'll be talking about the Eternaut, which is a huge book that uh was published last year, um about an end of the world alien invasion story. Yeah. Um uh, put out by I think by Fantagraphics. And um it's big, so give yourself a lot of time to read it if you yeah. want to check it out. I completely recommend it. And then in two weeks, uh, it's your pick. Which uh, yeah. what is that one? Oh, Runaways. Runaways,
1: Volume One. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the classic. I would say a modern classic from yes, Marvel. Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, and soon to be made into a TV show. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Well, okay. we'll see. But they're saying that they're that they're going to make it finally. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: And what's our reader poll for this? Our, our our Patreon reader poll. Yeah,
1: our Patreon reader poll is uh, is Batman Endgame, uh, and that was suggested by. Oh man, I lost the page. Uh, I think it was I, Isaiah again. Was it Isaiah? Okay, he's the one who recommended Power Rangers to us. Okay, cool. Well, you know, like uh, Patreon's the the best way to talk to us, right? Yeah, it was. It's Isaiah Stevens who. Yeah, so so you get you get you get two. Good job. No, two in a row. But, uh, yeah, Batman Endgame, which is uh, sort of right smack dab in the middle of New 52. Um, the last Batman book that we read was actually... Uh, uh, the first part of Yeah, the New first 52. part of the New 52, uh, Court of Owls. So. We haven't actually... I
0: think Batman's pretty underrepresented on our podcast. He is. So. He is,
1: because I'm such a big Superman fan. Right. So. <laughs> yeah almost antithetical but um yeah i i'm I'm excited to read it though i think so me too check it out and and not superman shows up in it so well i have lots to say about new 52 characters and well we'll yeah we'll see how this one yeah plays out yeah for sure um but cool i that does it for that does it for 2016 yeah so thank you guys for listening in 2016 we'll be back in 2017
0: and keep reading comics through the holiday season <laughs> for more episodes of the Pullbox podcast visit us at pullboxpodcast.com or on itunes you can find me on various social media websites just
1: search for curtis and that's curtis with a k You can follow me on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And, you know, on Tumblr and Instagram and all those other social medias as well. Uh, Go to Patreon.com slash Thunderquack to support us. Where you can kick in as little as a dollar and get a bunch of great rewards. The exclusive Thunderquack podcast, as well as access to the Facebook group. And by getting access to the Facebook group, you get that direct line to us to send us suggestions for what we should read on the podcast. If you like this podcast, you can check out other great podcasts on the Thunderquack Network by heading to thunderquack.com.